This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to the Chronic Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of thesaintsnation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Bing! Take that to the bank. L-B. Those are the only letters that matter because the Saints are hemorrhaging linebackers. Kevin's going to get his horse turned. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbro. Welcome to the Chronic Podcast. Sponsored by the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Andrew, you know it. They have 136 draft beers on tap. They have big screens out the wazoo. They have a 12-screen TV that you probably went and you watched LSU play the best game they've played all year. They kicked Texas A&M's ass. You had the the, uh, Braves Duck Nachos, and it was a fantastic time. The Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. They support us, so you should support them. The Pelican House, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. All right, um, the Saints went to Atlanta. Kevin, they took care of business, and Pierre Thomas was fantastic. And you were tweeting some stats about Drew Brees, but I want to ask you something. Pierre Thomas is fourth on the Saints' rushing list all time. He's got 2,000 yards receiving. What does he have to do in the next two years – to be the Saints' best running back in team history, I just think if he keeps doing if he keeps doing what he's doing for another two years, I, I think it'll be a no brainer. By the time by the time Pierre by the time Pierre Thomas leaves retires, it'll be a no brainer. He'll 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 have topped Deuce, and and it won't be it shouldn't be an argument at that point. I mean, look, we all everybody loves Deuce. That's not going away, but Pierre, I th- you know it just seems. Pierre provides maybe a little bit more. You know, he's he's a more well-rounded uh, back. So, I don't know. I just think it's a matter of time. Yeah, and Dave, we, we talk about Pierre, and it's sort of like – it's sort of a running theme that people want him to have more carries. And me and Andrew are sort of in the camp of, hey, you know, you got to keep him healthy. You don't want to overdo it. But – is it getting to that kind, maybe time of year where I know he only had 15 touches against Atlanta, where maybe the Saints, a couple of spots late in the year, like big game in Seattle, maybe once against Carolina, where we see see Pierre maybe get it to 18, 20 touches. Uh, yeah, we could. You know, uh, it'll be cold, so the running game I think uh, will come into play a little bit more. The weather will be a factor. Um, you know, like you said, it'll be a rare occurrence. I, I think that Peyton's whole philosophy is to try and keep everybody fresh and not, not try to, you know, fresh. wear them out and run them out, <laughs> run, run them down. But uh, yeah, we could, especially if Sproles is going to be out. But again, you'll still see a mix of PT and Ingram. Uh, you know, maybe a little Kyrie Robinson. Um, but uh, the last few weeks, I've been pretty satisfied with the Saints running game. I'm, I really don't have too many complaints. No, and we we shouldn't. And, Andrew, 
the one concern I have with the Saints, the running game has been spectacular the last three weeks, and it, but Atlanta's garbage, and the Saints played two home games, and they haven't been good in the run game on the road except in New England, and I would argue that New England was fine with letting the Saints run the ball. They were more, more concerned with stopping Jimmy Graham. So going yeah, to they did Seattle – how confident are you in this offensive line? I don't know if confidence is the right word, but <laughs> I'm certainly feeling better about it. Um, I mean, uh, the last few weeks have probably been their best performances. So, I mean, I feel like they're starting to peak right now, um, and that's a good sign. I mean, you certainly want to be peaking going into a cold-weather game in Seattle against the Seahawks. So if they're ever going to play well, now is the time. And um, I, I feel like – there's kind of an upward momentum with the line. So I, I think it's a positive. I mean, it's certainly, I would much rather be playing them now than earlier in the season when they were struggling. Yeah. And, and Andrew, I don't know if you actually had to book uh, bands today or you were able to just sit around and do nothing at your job, but I did ask you to look and see and explain to the people how can Rob Ryan protect Corey White? Because he, str- he struggled the first half against Atlanta. He got burned a little bit. He didn't give up huge plays, but he got thrown out a ton. What can the Saints do to sort of help him or protect him? And how are you feeling about him going forward? Because there, there's no other solution to the Saints' secondary problem at corner than for Corey White to play better. You're not finding anybody on the street that's going to fix the issue of Jabari Greer being out. Well, it's funny. I know we're doing um, the the Twitter questions later, but Toby Paxton at Sea of Cowards basically asked this exact same question. So we'll address yours now. Um, he's basically asking the same thing about yeah. Corey White. How does he hold up? And, and if they get into the playoffs, can we trust them? Um, but, I, you know, I think we're going to have to see how it plays out. I, you know, I, I don't know that Chris Carr and Rod Sweeting, who are basically behind him at this point, are people that can – step in if he's not performing well and and be the answer. So, I mean, the answer is going to have to come from him. It's going to have to come from Corey White, Corey White um, and just perform better. But um, he, he played he's played extremely well in the slot um, for the Saints this season. And uh, now being on the outside manned up um, against Atlanta, it was kind of a disaster. Um, so the key is going to have to be rushing with four. If the Saints can continue to do that, um, then they're able to bring a safety over the top or maybe have a linebacker rub um, off of uh, off of a receiver, you know, and, and kind of have him play in a, in a shell zone where he's behind or he's behind the linebacker or he can, they can double him off the line of scrimmage. So there's different things they can do as long as they're getting pressure with four guys. If they're not getting pressure with four guys and they need to bring a fifth and sixth, that's where the man-to-man coverage becomes a necessity. And that's where Corey White can get exposed. So, Fortunately for him, even though he's been struggling and he struggled against Atlanta, um, if Junior Gallette, Cam Jordan, and Keem Hicks can continue to beat guys with double teams and what have you, um, then Corey's White, Corey White's job in theory should be easier. Yeah. Um, Kevin, the Saints bounty scandal was a crisis. Um, Richie Incognito bullying Jonathan Martin is an American tragedy. 
uh, A Rod doing uh, PEDs uh, is all over ESPN, but the Seahawks get a player suspended for PEDs every other week, practically. They've had seven since 2011, and no one seems to give a shit. Uh, why is that? Because it's on the West Coast, man. <laughs> East Coast bias, bro. East Coast bias. If hey, you know what? I don't give a shit if I don't care if they're not covering it. All that matters is that the secondary not be able to cover Gramblor and the spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships. The ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And fucking uh, Meacham and My Little Pony. That's all that matters to me. I don't give two shits if I don't give two shits if the Seattle Sun Times doesn't cover it. I don't care. <laughs> as long as their defense can't cover. Period. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't. I mean, Dave. I mean, the. I just but feel are they, like are the, just C, are the like Seahawks just, really cheaters? Are they really cheaters, or are are their ways of of beating the test just worse than every other NFL team? <laughs> That's true. They're just dumber. Maybe. <laughs> but I mean, Dave, I feel like I feel like if John Barr is going to do a goddamn outside the lines on Mickey Loomis bugging a, the opposing team sideline, I feel they should at least do an outside the lines on the Seattle Seahawks and their PED scandal. Yeah, there's probably more validity in the PED scandal than there was uh, in the Mickey Loomis wiretapping uh, scandal. Um, by the way, tonight is that is tonight the Steve Gleason? Tomorrow. That's tomorrow? Okay, I yeah. just wanted to make sure I wasn't going to miss it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, honestly, I haven't actually been paying that close attention to the whole uh, thing, you know, the whole Seahawks thing. Um, I guess it hasn't blown up big enough, or I just really don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> I go with know. B. Well, I don't think yeah. the media is really allowed to ask questions because that's the whole deal. The players yeah. are protected; they don't have to disclose anything other than they're suspended because they failed the test, and they're not allowed to go into any details uh, beyond that. And so the players don't have to say anything. The teams are not allowed to divulge anything, and and so the media doesn't even bother asking. Yeah, I mean, shit. Didn't Scooter test positive for Adderall? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think that there's a lot going on with every team. I mean, I, I, it's probably, unfortunately, it's probably more 
commonplace than we even realize. Um, I mean, if there are this many people that get caught and, you know, the whole Will Smith, you know, the whole star caps thing, I mean, people are taking, you know, deer antler spray, whatever it is, people are taking stuff that are questioned, that's questionable, uh, or known to be illegal or against the rules. Um, but so if that many people are getting caught, I'm sure there's that many people that are also not getting caught. So, I mean, I think, uh, you know, it's, it is what it is. And, I, I don't pay I don't pay too much attention to this drug shit. I, I, I just feel like it's it's just normal everyday NFL shit, so <laughs> we just don't care. Like baseball it's a national crisis when A Rod does steroids. Well but football we just don't give a shit. Well, I mean I well I mean I I I mean and I hate I hate what that whole thing has done to baseball and, and I mean I, me personally I mean I'm not a huge baseball fan but me personally because of the whole steroids thing I look at it and I'm like you know what uh, you know uh, I, th- I think it totally devalues baseball I don't think anybody in baseball can be trusted um, uh, and uh, and so I look at, at at the MLB in shame and I mean I just think it's ridiculous and I think drugs are really rampant in in major league baseball um but i don't know for some reason the and i and i think similar things are going on in the nfl i mean how how could it not be um i think every the, the nfl is just it's probably it's more worse it's worse yeah it's i mean worse. the nfl is more competitive than 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 major league baseball despite the fact that there's way more roster spots uh on an, on an nfl team but uh, I mean, I'm sure that it's going on, and and I hate that, and it sucks. But um, I just think we all have to just accept that if we want to. I mean, you know, you have to either make a decision. Either you're just going to stop watching the NFL uh, if if they, if they're all doing steroids or some of them doing steroids, and that and that's a problem for you. Then you have two choices: you either stop watching or you continue to watch and just accept it. I mean, there's really no in between. Well. But isn't that the argument against Major League Baseball too? Yeah, yeah, and 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 that's my and that's that, and that's what I'm saying, and I'm saying that I just accept it, uh, and obviously I think we all just accept it. Uh, I mean, I, I hate somehow the NFL hasn't does, I mean, it hasn't been as big a deal in the NFL because there hasn't been a huge player that that's been caught. You know, you know when Barry, 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 the whole Barry Bonds thing is what blew the whole thing up in Major League Baseball, and I mean that has yet to happen. I, I, I as far as I can remember, um, in, in, in the NFL. I mean, it would basically be like saying, uh, guess what? We found out that Brett Favre was taking, you know, PEDs for, for his entire his entire career and then you have to question well then does he deserve to you know have be in the hall of fame and does he deserve to have the should his record have an asterisk for most passing yards all that kind of stuff and that's like that's like my biggest fear the the drew Brees. i don't think he, the nfl he, drew Brees has the way drew Brees came back from his his shoulder surgery and has been better than ever and has put up these amazing numbers my my biggest fear in life is that he gets outed and we and we find out that drew, that the drew Brees was taking steroids that would be that would be fucking heartbreaking to me i mean agreed well agreed i would serious i would seriously rather find out that drew Brees uh runs a drug cartel in new orleans <laughs> he might like, i would i would i would seri- i would i would rather i would rather i would seriously rather he be highs and drew 
then find out that, that he's taken performance enhancers. That because seriously, at that point, at that point, I would I, I don't I don't know what I would do. I would be utterly distraught. There there would yeah. not enough, there would not be enough antidepressants for me. Well, you you mean you just don't want to get caught, or you? No, you, I don't you, want you, him. No, I, I you don't. don't if he was you using. realize there's there's probably like a fifty percent chance that at some point in his career, Drew took something. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. Which is which is upsetting to me, and I don't like to think about it. Yeah, uh, I mean, can we just can we just pretend he's pure as the driven snow for Christ's sake? I think we can. We can, and I think we and we all are. But what MLB has forced us to do is to to question this. It's for I think it I think it's forced us all. If we see somebody who is performing above and beyond. What normal other other players are doing, I think now it's natural for us to ask the question, well, is he doing this naturally? Well, I think the NFL, people love it so much, and it's just the record, the, the, the records in baseball with the old white guys like Bob Costas, they care so much about the home run record. I think, for instance, right. if Aaron Rodgers, if they caught him next year and they're like, Aaron Rodgers is doing PDs, he got suspended the, – the ESPN would talk 90% of the time about what – Aaron Rodgers missing four games is going to do to the Packers and 10% of the time, how does this affect his hall of fame chances and MVP and all that? Like, that's just the way football is. I think I I just like the whole legacy and all that people just, they don't care. Like Rodney Harrison, he got busted. He's going to Canton. I think, you know? Yeah, I I agree. I think football, I mean, I think if it was Drew or Peyton Manning or Aaron Rodgers, if it was a face of a franchise or the face of a team, then it's a huge scandal. But otherwise, I mean, you know, rosters are made of 53 players. There's 11 players on the field at a time. No one gives a shit if a random offensive lineman on the you know, on the Cleveland Browns, but you test positive for steroids, you know, he'll, right, yeah. he'll serve his four game suspension and then he'll be back on the field and none of us will ever think about it. Um, and that's just the reality of, uh, uh, there, there's a little bit of un- unfairness there. Why is it a bigger deal if a player like Drew Brees or a player like, uh, Peyton Manning is, is convicted of using, um, steroids versus an offensive lineman for the Cle- Cleveland Browns. What's the difference? The difference is he's a face, he's higher profile, yeah. so it's a bigger deal. So, well, um, you know, I, I think that's part of it too. It's it's not so much how many people get caught; it's who gets caught. Yeah. Um, and I don't remember seeing. I don't remember seeing long talk about PEDs in the NFL on the schedule for tonight's. Uh, no, practice. we didn't. And totally off topic. <laughs> I'm into season two of Breaking Bad, and it's spectacular. Oh, welcome oh, to the family. Yeah, wait a, wait a I told you you had to get through the first season. I just I just wanted to – Kevin, I knew it was really popular like two years ago, but I just wanted to wait until it was done. Yeah, yeah. So – Well, I, well, I tell you what. Let me, let me ask you this just real quick. Was the episode that really grabbed you and and said, okay, I have, to, I have to watch this all the way through now, was it the episode where he first shaves his head bald? Was that the episode where he where he uh, he blows up Tuco's drug hut? Yes. Yes. That's the, <laughs> that's the one. I was, yep. I'm like I'm rooting. I'm officially rooting for the chemistry teacher making meth. 
<laughs> I don't know Welcome how you, America. after the first episode, I think the even the first episode, you watch it and you're like, oh, I have to see where this goes. I was actually not that into the first season. I, I was almost, and a bunch of people told me, like, oh, no, you got to hang in there, hang in there, it gets way better. And I kind of wasn't into it until the finale of season one. And at, at the finale of season one, I was like, all right, I'm hooked. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Like, the, I, I watched the first episode and... And then I immediately watched the second episode because for some reason the idea of of uh, of Walter White engaging in uh, in butt sex with his wife was really fascinating. But then after I saw episode two, it's like I tuned out for like three, four months and then just like forced myself just to watch episode three. And I thought that was a chore. But then episode four yeah. blows up Tuco's drug hut. Yeah. And I'm in. So oh, and you have a you have a lot of good shit to look forward to, Ralph. Yeah, yes, you do. I wish it was you. Yeah, and the good thing is the oh, wife really likes it too, so she's excited to watch. So that's fun as well. So speaking of getting things blown up, Andrew, <laughs> like uh, we need to talk about Hakeem Hicks. <laughs> Dude is. I'm convinced, and you watch the film and you grade him, but I'm convinced that he is going to be better than Cam Jordan. But break down, like break down for people, explain how good those two were against Atlanta, and specifically how good Hicks has been like the last three, four weeks. Hicks has 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 hit a second gear, Um, and I, I do think there's a difference in the style of player between those two. I mean, I think. Um, Jordan is a little bit more of an edge player, um, but he, he really is a complete player in my opinion. I mean, he stops the run. He, he is able to absorb blocks and play the run. Well, um, he's got a lot of moves. He's got a lot of different pass rush moves, um, to get to the quarterback. And so whether it's strength, whether it's a spin move, whether it's his technique, um, he, he can use different ways of getting to the quarterback, which is why he's had, had such a high sack total, um, it's not like a Dwight Freeney where he has just ridiculous speed and, and just getting or a, a Barkevius Mingo where he's a one trick pony, but he's going to get to the quarterback because he has such elite speed um, that it's tough to stay with him. Uh, Jordan can get to a quarterback in different ways. So he, he kind of reminds me, honestly, of Will Smith in his prime. Um, and he may even be better than Will Smith in his prime um, because he, he, he kind of does a little bit. I mean, he's a complete player. Um, Akeem Hicks. Um, is not as quick as Cam Jordan, but he, he, I mean, he's more of an interior guy. So he's more of a, a physical specimen in the trenches and he's not, you know, he's not playing nose all the time for the Saints, but even when he's playing end, um, you know, he's taking on blocks in the run game. And, but what I've been most surprised with is this, the high lo- number of tackles that he's getting because he's so quick and moving laterally, he finds the runner and, um, he, he's been tackling well, he's been finding the ball. And so that, that's what's been the last three, four weeks. The big surprise is he's just finding the ball. He's beating his blocks and he, he's just running over people. Um, and I mean, I, I just think that's a ridiculous draft pick that they ended up making. He was a rookie last year. He was the Saints top pick in the third round um, out of Canada. And I remember when we talked about that pick, we we're like, what the hell are the Saints thinking? Um, and obviously there's a scout that knows what he's doing because um, of all the defensive players they've drafted, but not named Cam Jordan in the Sean Payton era. Um, it, it's very clear to me that Akeem Hicks is the best one. Well, I mean, and to be fair, he, I, I, to be fair, Hakeem Hicks, he was an LSU recruit. 
So he wasn't like this guy who played in Canada who is, you know, uh, nobody knew about yeah, it, nobody recruited. I mean, there. if he hadn't have gotten mixed up in some stuff at LSU, he'd have played yeah. for LSU in, in SEC. So he had the talent coming out of high school. No, the timing is good. I mean, he's putting it together. Um, and that does, I mean, you, the, you draft people with potential all the yeah. time. And, and for a lot of guys, they, they have the physical abilities and yeah. some of them are freaks and, and it doesn't work out. I mean, you know, how many times have we seen that? But uh, he, he's putting it all together. And, um, you know, uh, we, we've talked about Rob Ryan and, and how, what a success he's been. But I think getting the most out of guys that they haven't gotten the most out of yet, like Junior Glut, I mean, the lights coming on for him and Akeem Hicks and Cam Jordan. You've got all these guys with high ceilings. And all of a sudden, Rob Ryan comes along and they're playing the best football of their career. I don't think that's an accident. Yeah. Speaking of Rob Ryan, Kevin. I don't know if you saw it Thursday night, but his defensive play chart had a giant fucking smiley face on it. Well, that's nice and creepy. So, so could you break down possibly what that could mean? Because I was completely fascinated that he had like a giant, like like a quarter of the pa- the laminated page was a giant smiley face. Now, now I, I guess I didn't notice this because I was jockeying for you know trying to stare at things in the bar. Uh, like, was the smiley face on the play card in such a way that when he held it up to his face, it looked like it was part of his face? Kind of, yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I'm thinking maybe he's just – I'm thinking maybe there's a little uh, little bit of sociopath in uh, – or psychopath in Rob Ryan maybe, and that he, that's the sort of uh, mind games that he enjoys playing. Uh, I'd like to think that maybe his pregame ritual maybe uh, is listening to the talking heads uh, psycho killer over and over again. <laughs> Dave, what's the odds in, in, a, in a in a dark closet? Dave, what's the odds that this week on Monday Night Football, Rob Ryan's play sheet has either a Heineken or uh, it's going to have the Miss Maze logo? That's what I'm the Miss Maze logo. Uh, that's some which, that's some great product placement. Which is um which is like a um like a ship's wheel. <laughs> they've got a they've got a sign at the corner of Maple and Napoleon. It's got like a ship's wheel and it says Miss Maze in the middle. Uh, yeah. So that's what's going to be on there. For show. That, that'll, that, that, that will be uh, an entire <laughs> Twitter discussion on itself in the second quarter if that happens. But, Dave, the Saints are playing, I think, the biggest game in Saints history on Monday. Regular Saints history. Regular season. <laughs> Let's, okay. Regular well, season. They played in a fucking Super Bowl. Let's no. not like, – but regular season, crazy with this, Jesus Christ! Well, but reg- and how many games? And how many games this season have they played? The most important game of their regular season. Well, no, this is the biggest. Yeah, forget game. Super Bowl Forty Four. Fucking Monday night against the Seahawks. Biggest game oh, in Saints. Is there? Is it? Have you ever had a regular season game that's bigger than this one for the Saints? It, you, yeah, the first time they made the playoffs came down to Week Seventeen, didn't it? Uh, yes, I'm sure there there are quite a few. See, Big regular season games. I mean, I would say, look, if you want to argue, look, 19- any any game that gets you into the playoffs is a big regular season game. What's that? Any game where it's do or die, week seventeen, win you're in, lose you're out, is a bigger game than this. And yeah, that's happened to the Saints at but, least once but, or twice. But those teams, Andrew, I would argue, they weren't Super Bowl contenders. 
this Saints team is a Super Bowl contender, and this Monday night they're either win and on the and have control of their destiny to get them to one seed or they lose and it's a 50 50 shot that they're going to green bay as an 11 and 5 team and playing the 8 7 and 1 packers right well i mean it's top five i'll give you that top five in saints history regular season i'm willing to concede top five i mean i think i think i think you could argue it if they if they are hosting Tampa and it's like they need to win to get the two or the one seed, you can make the argument that that is maybe bigger. But I just feel like when you add in what, what we just discussed, it, make it Monday night and against a ten and one team, I just think I just think it's the biggest game. But Dave, is it sort of? I feel like this sort of is going to affect the whole season going forward. Either they're going to win and they're going to just well, yes. coast in and get a one or two seed, or I just this game. I don't know. I'm I'm rambling. Just Dave, <laughs> you disagree with me. I think it's just another game. So uh, explain yourself. Well, no, I mean it's explain yourself. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> Jesus. It's like he caught, game. like he caught you with drugs. <laughs> big, I got it from watching you. I'm such a good host. It's a big game, obviously, and and from a standings standpoint, uh, it's obviously crucial. But I mean, you know, if they lose, they're still going to go on, and they could still potentially get the second overall seed, and they'll still have home field. And then you never know. I mean, I mean, you know, how often does it actually work out where the top two teams face each other in the NFC. You know, usually there's one or two teams that surprise. So up until 2006, it happened almost all the time. But since 2006, it's only happened once. And that was when the Saints played Minnesota. Right. What, they were the one and two team? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a very good chance that the Seahawks could lose in the divisional round you know they yeah. could be a dud so i mean it may not even come to a, a even if the saints have the second seed that's still pretty good yeah. that, that that's only that's only hurts them if they have to play the seahawks and they may not even have to play the seahawks so um but yeah it's an important game obviously in an ideal world you know this would be a, a game to win if you know if they win this one i'm okay if they want to tank one of the games to carolina uh but uh, losing this plus a game to Carolina or even worse, too, uh, you know, then they're in serious trouble. But um, I just Googled uh, Rob Ryan play card and he he was caught on camera with Dallas one time and he had a picture of a like a sexy chick in lingerie on his play card. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Of course he did. So this so the smiley face actually in comparison I kind of like the smiley face better because that the, the the hot chick, you know, in lingerie, that's like that's almost expected. That's kind of a cliche. The smiley face is more creepy in my opinion. Or the Miss Mays logo, people around America would be like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, nobody would yeah. know what that is. Well, next to the next to the hot chick is another picture but I can't make out what it is. And there's also a fish on there. So I don't know. I don't, obviously I'm, I, I like never a singing put, bass that you put on your wall. It's like a blue and white fish. Yeah. 
I mean, obviously these have some sort of meaning. I'm just not sure. What... Well, he does name. He does give the players an animal nickname. Like he calls Hakeem Nix and Cam Jordan. Like one of them's a shark, and you know. <laughs> uh, uh, I love him. He's awesome. Yeah, he's great. And the best part is the Cowboys are in total disarray. So yeah, that makes it even more enjoyable. Right. Um. Totes. Totes. Yeah, but didn't they win? Well, the Cowboys, they won yesterday. Yeah, they were 6-5. and five. Like the Giants. <clears throat> Big win. <laughs> but, Andrew, you, you... You can't spell elite without Eli. No, right. you can't. Um, I thought you couldn't spell elite without Slacko. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, you broke it down about how... Um, Break it down. Carolina and the Saints, if they're tied after this coming week, that it kind of favors Carolina down the stretch the final month. Yeah. um, Well, I mean, Carolina, first of all, has three home games left uh, out of five. Saints have two out of five, so advantage. Um, They still have to play each other. um, So assuming they split, um, you know, those games would potentially cancel themselves out. But um, the Saints, the, the nice thing is as long as they don't lose that week 17 game to Tampa, that, that, that's actually a critical game. Saints have to win that one. But assuming they win that, they could lose to Seattle. They could split with Carolina. And as long as they win the other three, or I'm sorry, the other two, so St. Louis and, and Tampa, as long as they win those two, they could split with Carolina and lose to Seattle, and they would still they would have the second seed. Because they're st- they're already they're three games ahead of the third seed, um, so the the third seed could not catch them, and they would own the tiebreaker over the Panthers, even if the Panthers won out, with the exception of the split in that situation. Yeah, and as Kevin, I'm sure, will <clears throat> tell us, if you can't go on the road and beat Kellen Clemens, then fuck, you don't deserve to have a bye. Am yeah. I right, Held? Basically, yes. <laughs> But the, the challenge, the challenge is so Carolina's schedule is weak, with the exception of the two Saints games, and Seattle's schedule is even weaker. Um, so based on that, um, I think the Saints could easily win this game against Seattle and still not get the top seed because then they would just be tied with Seattle and own the tiebreaker in records. Um, but Seattle's last four games are a joke, so. Um, I mean, I, I really think realistically um, the Saints need to be shooting for the two seed right now. Who does, who I, Seattle, I wouldn't who say does Seattle have left. I've got the schedule in front of me. Who do they have left? I wouldn't. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say total jokes. Uh, Cupcake, man. Cupcake. Well, 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 we'll let Ralph and, and Dave hear it. Uh, <laughs> after the Saints, it's at San Francisco, then at New York to play the Giants. That's they host. They host the Cardinals, and then they host the Rams. The Cardinals aren't the, both the Cardinals and the Rams are sort of getting their shit together here. I, you know, it's the, true, the but I just think Cardinals. Seattle will dump truck them at home. I, both of them. You know, I did, Seattle, I did. Lost, Seattle lost to the Cardinals already this season, didn't they? No, the no. Cardinals are awful. I know they played decent. They're on seven Sunday, and four. Don't yeah, but don't forget what we saw in New Orleans. <laughs> well, that's a lot. But the thing is, their defense is really good. The problem for them is. Carson Palmer. Yeah, he's they a have shell to of his mitigate his self. shittiness, but he's been okay the last couple of weeks. It's true. I mean, true. I, I'm Didn't not. Seattle sure. lose to Houston. Who did they lose to? Who Seattle? Uh, Seattle lost to the Colts. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's it. Um, but but here here's the thing: the Rams the lost like, to to uh, who just lost to who? The Colts yeah, lost this week. Yeah, the Colts got blown out by somebody. The Colts are a fraud. Yeah, this exactly. Like the Colts get blown. Oh, the Colts got blown out by the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, right. Yeah. The Cardinals beat the Colts, and the Colts beat the Seahawks. So the the team that I think might be a fraud is San Francisco because they can't throw the ball and they're <clears throat> struggling with the Redskins. Well, uh-huh. what, what, but what, wait a second. But my point, when the Rams, when the Seahawks came to St. Louis, the game ended up being fourteen to nine. It was a hideous game to have on at the same time as trying to watch the Saints game. But the Rams were still in the game. The Rams were were making a final drive to try and win the damn game, and then they just blew it in typical uh, in typical well, mediocre they sacked fashion. Russell Wilson like eight times. Right. So so the Rams. The, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna say it right now. Either the Rams or the Cardinals. Either the Rams or the Cardinals is going to beat in Seattle. I hope so. That'd be amazing. So that I mean, put that uh, honestly, the two the two Carolina games are more important than the Seattle game. What? Because I feel like the difference between a one or a two seed, you know, obviously you would love to host that NFC championship game, but even if you win your divisional playoff game, you don't know if, if the one seed is going to win or lose. So um, the difference between the one and two seed is, is I, I think is, is not as big of a difference as being a two versus a five, where if you're a five seed, you've got to go on the road and win three straight games to get to the Super Bowl all on the road. So, yeah. I mean, if you're looking at it that way, um, I mean, I just feel like getting the two seed, if you're the Saints, that's got to be priority. If you need to manage who, who you're resting, who you're playing on Monday night versus on a short week coming from the West Coast and being ready for that Carolina game at home, I mean, I, I think if you need to hedge your bets in terms of who, who sits, who plays, who gets limited snaps so that they're healthy and fresh for the next one? I think you've got to take the Carolina game a lot more seriously. Well, Andrew, do you think they do you think they did that? I feel like they met they 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 rolled the dice and managed a little against Atlanta. I feel like Sproles and Jari Evans. I felt like if it would have been a must-win Week 17, I feel like both of those guys would have tried to go, and yet they didn't against Atlanta and the Saints won, so they got away with it. So, um. Do you think they do you I don't think they'd do that against Seattle, though. Yeah, I think it's a catch 22 because they have 11 days off. So it, it's, you know, the, the guys should be pretty fresh. I mean, the guys, even the guys they sat um, should, should be feeling pretty good with with the time they've had to recover. Um, so I think the Saints are hopefully going to be fairly healthy coming into this game against Seattle. But you um, I mean, you got to think about the fact that it's six days away. You, you have to fly from the West Coast. Um, that's a tough trip. It's not ideal. I mean, it's less time to prepare than you would want. You get um, a little extra time because the game's game flexed. And, yeah, I mean, it's flexed, but look, Carolina's going to win. I mean, I think we all know they're going to be Tampa this week. I, I'd be shocked if Tampa I know the Greg able Cian- to. The, the Save Greg Schiano's job tour continues. <laughs> well, I mean, they play the games for a reason, so you never know. But uh, I, I'm, I'm fairly confident Carolina's going to take that game. And so, um, you know, if the Saints lose to Seattle, they'll be tied. Um, and if the Saints are able to win, there's, they'll still only be a game up. Um, so um, the Carolina game, I mean, I don't want to look a week ahead. Obviously, this game against Seattle is huge. Um, but if I had to pick between the two, 
Um, I want I want the Saints to win the Carolina game. You got to win the division first before you can start worrying about where you're seated. Dave, what do you think is the before we get to previewing the Seattle game? What do you think is the Saints uh, the their their final uh, 2013 record? The if Saints? I gave you a hundred dollars and I said go to Vegas and and put money on the number of fourteen and two. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, fourteen and two would be cool. No, I'm gonna say uh, twelve and four. Twelve and four, and the second seed then. Yep. I, yep. I, I would if you offered that to me right now, I would take it. And I think the Seahawks, they'll probably be maybe thirteen and three. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, do you think thirteen and three sounds about right? Uh, I think thirteen and twelve and twelve and four. Sorry. Oh no 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 no. I I I say thirteen and three for the Saints. I say thirteen and three for Seattle, and and I think the Saints win uh, against Seattle, and by that they get the one seed. Yeah, so, that would be sweet. That means that would the, be amazing. So who's the one loss? One of them to Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, and that that means that means you got to that means no that means uh, you play it out at the last week. You will not be you probably wouldn't be resting people because right. in the NFL now they they make everybody play at the same time. So Seattle and the Saints wouldn't know the outcome to where they could rest people. Right. Um, that would be pretty sweet. Yeah, I I say exciting stuff. I got my playoff ticket invoice email today. Ah, <laughs> uh, the playoff, t- the playoff ticket, the playoff ticket invoice, which brings up a question that I forgot to ask last week. Since I'm in Houston, mm-hmm. should I? Is it is it kosher, Kevin, for me to look on Southwest.com, and roll <laughs> the dice, and book book flights for the playoff game if I can get discounted tickets this week, a plane ticket? Should I book? Book it for a certain week of a playoff game that I that's not even officially going to be played yet, or is that bad form? Uh, I, think you, I think you need to wait until after the Carolina game. The first Carolina game? Yes. I think – You'll have a lot more information at that point about when the Saints will play. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you've got the money to be able to wait – a couple extra weeks, then then I would go, and then I would follow Andrew's uh, line of thinking on that. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, buy the ticket, buy buy the plane ticket, and say, look, I'm going down to New Orleans. I want to be in the city for the playoff game. If I happen to get a game ticket, fine, I'll go to the game. <laughs> but I'm going to New Orleans. I'm going to New Orleans with the idea that I'm just going to be in the city. Maybe I'll go hang out at Miss May's or Port of Call or something. And well, you know. the, I'll have the pl- I have the ticket because my mom's got the season tickets. The, I have the ticket to the game. The issue would be if I could book early and get it for a, you know half the price. And, well then yeah. And well, the well, Saints, well then if the tickets then if the ticket to the game's not the issue then yeah go ahead and buy the damn plane ticket. But but the thing is what if what, what if like Andrew says what if what if I I think oh they're gonna have a week off and I book it for then and they're playing wild card. Oh now. well Ralph there, there there's no way the Saints will be I mean there's a way but it's highly unlikely that the Saints are gonna host the wild card weekend. Okay. It's almost impossible because there's five games left and the Saints are already they're three games ahead. 
of the three seed. Yeah. So the three, there's no way the three seed is going to catch them. And the Saints are either going to be the two seed or they're going to get caught by Carolina, who's a game behind them, and they'll end up as the five seed. So either they'll be on the road for all three playoff games, hopefully, you know, three if, if they keep winning. But um, they'll either be the, the one seed, the two seed, or the five seed. There's almost no chance they'll be a three or four seed. Um. So now we've got some Twitter questions, uh, Dave. You I've can got find, a shitload. I've yeah, got, a, I've got, I've got a few, but um, super deformed. He tweeted out the the chronic days of Christmas, and he did like four tweets of lyrics, which uh, are pretty good. But uh, the first question I've got, and this is, I'm not a weatherman, so if anybody. Uh, Wait, what were the lyrics? The lyrics yeah. are Kevin Washington <laughs> the washing, Dave's mic is broken, Ralph being negative. <laughs> that's his one that's his one tweet so far. Wait, uh-huh. who is this? Super deformed. Super deformed. I'm gonna check him out. Uh first question oh, is how big is the weather? And that's from uh Dylan Federico. How, Kevin, I'll, I'll shoot that one to you. How how big? How much is the concern is the weather? Uh, pretty big. I mean, <laughs> I mean, uh, the Sunday night game uh, was everybody saying was decided by the wind. So if it's you know windy as shit, then I could def. Then I. I I uh, I certainly hope that the Saints can outrush uh, Seattle, man. Like I could definitely see this being being a uh, ugly uh, ugly game, and having to rely on the defense to hold Seattle, say like under twenty or like under seventeen, actually. That's. I mean, I think that's doable. But Dave, what what questions do you have? Uh, oh shit! I just got away from. Him. All right. Well, yes. Yeah, so. Um... <laughs> Super deformed had a, had a few good ones, and so did um, at jumpled at jumpled <laughs> F Chop Fitzgerald. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, F Chop Fitzgerald uh, says Pete Carroll, Jim Harbaugh, Greg Schiano, fuck Mary Kill. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. That Kevin sounds like a Kevin. First, go ahead. Let's see. Yeah, uh, Mary. Let's see. God. Fuck Mary Kill. Uh, I would kill Shianu. <laughs> yeah. I um. Oh God. <laughs> that's it. You don't want to fuck or marry any either anybody that's left. No, I, no, 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 no. I'm gonna answer the question because I, I, you know, it's 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 easy to just say, oh, you know, err to hell with them. Um. <laughs> God. I'm assuming the fuck is a one-time thing. Yes. Sure. Okay, then, then if that's the case, I would say fuck Jim Harbaugh because he strikes me as he strikes me as the kind of fellow that would be a really good hate fuck. <laughs> and I would say marry. Uh, hang on, I would say marry Pete Carroll because he's so one, positive. right? One, he's positive. He's upbeat. You're in Seattle. It's a nice city. There's good. There's fun stuff to do. And because he is a duplicitous little shit. You'd probably be in an open marriage with him anyway, so you could go and do whatever you wanted He's on the not side. The truth or two, so you could talk politics. Oh, cr- oh, really? <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> God! 
Oh, uh, you, man, that really just ruined my whole thing. <laughs> Steve, Andrew, do you have – It's like I don't even know you anymore, Pete Carroll. I got I got some Twitter cues. Um, let's see. Uh, Matt Brown at WhoDatMatt2013 wants to know if we think it's likely that Victor Butler will come back to the Saints this year or no. for the playoffs. No. I don't – Yeah, I don't think he's coming back. Um, Ryan well, he Berger, so he's only he's only got like three weeks or something, and then they have to like make a decision on him, don't yeah, they? Yeah, I don't think there's any way. Yeah. Um, Brian Berger at Boat Rich wants to know who <laughs> we who we think is the best Saints player on Twitter. Uh, hmm. That's a- Andrew is the one that interacts with yeah Twitter. Oh, so you're making me answer it? Yeah. I say Come John on, Jenkins man. because he's always tweeting me weight loss tips. <laughs> John Jenkins tweets about cancer every day. <laughs> um, I mean, I'll tell you who's not the best Saints Twitter. It's Drew Brees is the worst. Oh, yeah. Country Mile. He's, he is the worst. I don't even um, know if he's tweeting. I mean, I would say Junior Gallette's funny, but he's also high volume and incredibly annoying. So there's kind of a give and take with him. Hashtag body bag. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, Thomas Morstead is also a high volume guy, but um, he do, he has this thing where he'll answer fans and include their their question in his tweet so that everyone that follows him will see it, see the answer. I don't understand why he can't just respond to those questions individually, uh, you know, and, and I don't really care what his answer is to someone's individual question. So this is a. Uh, this is a side question related to Twitter. Kevin, what are the odds that eventually a player is going to tell someone, like their assistant or something, hey, assistant, um, when I have awesome plays during the game, I want you to tweet out like you're me during the game. What player would be the most likely to be the first to start doing that? Okay, so – it doesn't matter for the Saints or yeah. anybody. Hell, uh, I mean, if we're saying, I mean, if we're saying Saints players, I w- yeah, I would say Kenny Stills. Um, if we're saying league wide, I think you're two. I think you're two front runners position wise. It's either going to be a wide receiver or it's going to be a defensive end, like somebody who comes in and just smokes the quarterback. <laughs> I could definitely see him being like, look, anytime you see me get a sack, anytime you see me knock the quarterback on his ass, just send out one of these five or six pre, pre-written tweets, and uh, we'll go from there. Uh, this, this is a good question for Kevin. Um, Kevin, if this is from Lynn Morton at Hoodat DC. If the Saints beat Seattle – what reason will the chattering class use to keep us from from getting our due? <laughs> They'll be too busy talking about Pete Carroll being a truther. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ, Pete. <laughs> God damn, go hang out with Oliver Stone for fuck's sake. <laughs> Good Lord. And maybe invite Spike Lee over too, and the three of you assholes can just chat up about a bunch of stupid shit. He went not unbelievable. Only, not only unbelievable. They had a general out at the Seahawks practice, 
And Pete Carroll like got him in the office and was like grilling him about 9/11. God. Which I found fantastic. I would I would enjoy cheating on Pete Carroll. <laughs> I would really enjoy cheating on Pete Carroll. Uh God. Talk about a loveless marriage. I think I think what it would be Andrew if to not give the Saints their due is if Seattle would shit the bed with turnovers. Or there would be a horrifically bad call that they would they would uh, they would still say Seattle is better. And Drew Brees is still soft. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the only reason I really want to to win this game, I mean, the implications are huge. You want to control your own destiny for the first season. There's so many reasons, but more than any, there's been this whole Russell Wilson is like Drew Brees thing, and just because they're both short when the two players couldn't be more different in the style of quarterback there. Yes, they're both short, but otherwise the, the, the similarities, in my opinion, stop there with the way they play the game. But this whole Russell Wilson has never lost at home, this whole it's impossible to win in Seattle, this whole it's the loudest place, it's clearly much louder than the Superdome in Louisiana. Wank. Um, yeah, yeah, that. Um, based on that, I, I just want to go in there and dump truck those fuckers and shut everyone up. <laughs> Dave, how awesome would it be if the Saints win in Seattle That'd and be real they nice. shaft ESPN just like they shafted the NFL Network and don't have any players on set after? Would, would, wouldn't surprise me if they did. Uh, in fact, it would probably be even sweeter since the the stage would be bigger and the game would be uh, more important. Uh, yeah, I like it. I like the move. What the hell? Let's be difficult. Let's be ornery. I think that's just the uh, that's just the Saints' subtle reminder of everybody else has forgotten about Bounty Gate, but we haven't. And yeah. hashtag we make the rules, pal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Dave, do you have good any... in a body bag. <laughs> do you have any more questions, Dave? Yeah, I got a ton still. Um, at VJ Dancer 93, one of our members, uh, she wants to know. This sounds like this is for Andrew. He's uh, since you watch film for player grades, how much would you say our soft QB begs for flags? <laughs> um, I actually think from a whining standpoint, he's w- one of the the lesser. Of yeah, the agreed. Eagles. I mean, Tom Brady, I think, is the worst. <laughs> I mean, constantly whining for flags. Um, I feel like the the run heavy quarterbacks like Cam Newton, RG3, are guys that are often clamoring, whining for flags. Um, I, I actually think Breeze is is one of the few that kind of uh, it, he's so focused on the task at hand, what he needs to do, um, that there's not a whole lot of whining coming out of him. So. Um, he, he's high profile right now with a bad call that, you know, and I do think it was, you know, a questionable call. Um, you know, the Ahmad Brooks hit, I mean, it, it was borderline, you know, it really was. I mean, Akeem Hicks did close to the same thing and didn't get flagged for it. So I understand the opinion. I mean, I, I think, I, I do think in the end it was a penalty, but it was close, but, um, I, I don't think, I think it's kind of an unfair spotlight being put on breeze right now. Cause I, He's not a whiner, and that's not the type of player he is. He ain't no baby. <laughs> uh, I got another I mean, question. What Cam Newton me. did flopping on the sidelines to get 15 yards at the end of the game was, to, in my opinion, far more egregious than Breeze. Yeah. Go ahead, Dave. 
Uh, we got another. We got a question from Skooks. Ralph, your dreams have come true. Your yeah. prayers have been answered. Um, <laughs> in the spirit of presidential turkey pardons, should Saints fans lay off of Roddy White on Twitter for a while? Maybe not, though. <laughs> um, no. I'm going to say no, because Roddy White is just such a dumpster fire on Twitter that he deserves it uh, until the end of time. Mm. Okay. Yeah, there's also the whole, like, we we could take the high road, we could not kick the Falcons while they're down. It's so much fun, uh, though. Yeah, but what would be the fun in that? No. And the Falcons, by the way, are they're a dumpster fire, and their quarterback is healthy. And they're yep. going to be like three and thirteen. So the se- the season was over for Matt Ryan the minute Kenny Vaccaro blasted a hand in the cage. <laughs> there he is. He's washing his hands. Yeah. Best best fifteen yard penalty ever. Yeah. Best fifteen yard penalty. It wasn't even fifteen yards. It was half a distance to the goal. Oh shit. Yeah. Dave, you got. We'll do a couple more. You got some more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got some more questions for you. I got quite a few questions. Uh, here we go. Let's go. Let's uh, let's get a question. Let's get a question from at J Green fifteen seventy. He said Pete Carroll once had Lendale White pretend to throw himself from the roof. Which Seahawk would you like to throw from a roof most? Pete Carroll. <laughs> Good call. I'm I'm with Andrew on that uh, one. But I guess for this game, uh, if we're talking about on the field, I guess I guess Russell Wilson. Let's get rid of him for this game, and uh, I think the Saints would 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 uh, have a good chance. Who who's their backup? Who's behind Russell Wilson? I have no idea. Is it yeah, is it go. Tavares Jackson? I don't know. It's not uh, Hasselbeck anymore. No. Uh, I would say Percy Harvin maybe, because he, because he could really, he can really do something. He kind of scares me a little, but he could get a. Uh, you guys are missing the obvious fucking answer. Marshawn. 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 Yep. Yeah. But... Yeah. All right. One one last question, and then we'll uh, and then we'll get to uh, Thanksgiving, and then uh, scores for the Seattle game. Oh, okay. Um, and then Ralph, don't forget that you need to do. Uh, what, we need to give us an update on our dollar. Uh, oh yeah, the dollar. Uh, we had a big donation today. Oh sweet. All right, one more question. Um, the backup is Traverse Jackson. I just checked. Okay. Um, well, everybody is asking about Corey White. I'm sure we'll talk about that. Uh, will Kenny Vaccaro? This is from at Jompled. Jompled again. I have a really tough time saying that. Jumpled? Uh, no, jumpled. <laughs> F. F. Fitzgerald. Um, will Kenny Vaccaro offer to cook eggs for Percy Harvin after he sweet fucks him on Monday Night Football? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, the answer is yes, because Kenny Vaccaro is a stand-up guy. He's a gentle lover. He's a gentle, <laughs> gentle man. You know, a little, a little lube, a little uh, candle from Bed Bath and Beyond. Be a lot of, <laughs> a lot of romance involved. So, uh, Thanksgiving is upon us. Uh, so I'll start with you, Andrew. What is the one? If you could only have one side dish, what is it for Thanksgiving? 
Uh, I don't know, man. I guess the sweet potatoes because they have marshmallows on them, and marshmallows are my favorite thing ever. Kevin? That's so sweet. Fucker stole my answer. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, give me this, give me the mushroom, uh, not mushroom, give me the marshmallow topped sweet potatoes, and I'm good to go. Yeah, I like to scoop up, you know, my, my, my marshmallow to sweet potato ratio is about 83% of 17. Um, it's, it's, it's akin to the Sean Payton pass to run ratio, if you will. Um, on an In average favor game, of so I would say my 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 marshmallow percentage is 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 how much he passes, um, and my sweet potato ratio is is the the percentage times that the Saints run the ball. So basically, you're eating fluffernutter at at yeah. Thanksgiving. <laughs> Allegedly, I'm a rice dressing guy. That's my f- that's my favorite thing. That my that I make, and it's... my father-in-law makes a mean oyster dressing, which mm. is to die for. Yeah, Dave. Um, I mean, if if there's like a fresh cranberry sauce, you know, not like the one that's like shaped like the can. 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 Cranberry uh, sauce. Yeah, that that sometimes that's good. That's always sweet and refreshing. Uh, but uh, otherwise, I would say uh, stuffing. <laughs> I like a good stuffing. What? <laughs> <laughs> Says the Tulane fan. <laughs> is that going to make the intro? <laughs> I mean, that's got to. Oh, I need to do. I need to do that this weekend. Do another intro. Uh, I'm going to start with the Thanksgiving traditional side that you secretly hate and. This will probably get me shunned by Juge, but I don't like oyster dressing. Oh, come on. And uh, that's mine. I just it look I just no. It's not like I I know that makes me a bad Louisianian or whatever, but that's that's the one I do not like. So, Andrew, what what side do you not like that makes you less of an American? I've I've just never liked turkey. <laughs> it's kind of a, it's not a side dish, but I'm just not a huge fan in general of turkey. So um, yeah, I feel like that's about as un-American as it gets. Pretty much. Not not not, not a not a big fan of the cranberry sauce. You burn either. American flags during Thanksgiving too. <laughs> Pretty much. Al-Qaeda. Kevin, do you hate turkey, or there's something else about Thanksgiving that you don't? Like? Uh, no, I mean. I've I guess I've had too much tur- too much uh, experiences with dried out turkey, so I would I would say turkey on there too. Like unless there's a lot of gravy and the gravy is seasoned just right. Like if you give me Agreed. enough, if, like if you give me enough flavor and enough moisture with the turkey, mm-hmm. then fine. But otherwise, I will just load the hell up on side dishes. So what you're saying is if it's moist, you'll eat it. Yes. <laughs> I like. Yeah. Hey, look. I like eating moist things. Dave likes being stuffed. Ah, <laughs> uh, we have the playoff open. Uh, oh, uh, so let's get to Seattle game and predictions. Um, Dave, I'll begin with you. Give me a 
since it's such a big game, give me a key to the game, give me a score, and give me your BFF for Tuesday. Wow. Um, key to the game, I hate to say it, and I hate to be cliche, but I mean, I think it's definitely going to have to be to stop Marshawn Lynch. Um, and... Um, and I think they can do it. I think they're up to the task. They they did a great job against Frank Gore, uh, so we've seen them be able to do this. And we've also and San Francisco also has a mobile quarterback now. They don't have the receivers. Seattle's got some better receivers. So, but uh, I think it's maybe sort of a similar game plan to uh, to the Niners. And uh, I I do think the Saints can win this. I think the Saints can definitely surprise, even though it's away. Uh, I know it's going to be cold, um, but uh, but it is uh, a prime time game. Clap so you. it's going to be close. It's going to be real close. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to go with uh, twenty to seventeen Saints. And my BFF. Uh, is going to be uh, it's definitely going to be somebody on the defense for sure (laughs) what the hell are you whispering (laughs) my BFF is going to be Akeem Hicks Uh, turkey hater Andrew Juge your thoughts Um, on the game I'm going to go all hashtag doomsday Ralph with this one (laughs) Hey, I um, picked Atlanta to win last week. Yeah, I didn't do that. So, um, so there's always that. Um, I can I can still look at myself in the mirror and know that I didn't pick Atlanta. <laughs> but um, I, I don't know. I I just feel like the, the weather's going to be terrible. Um, this this is going to be a game one in the trenches, and I just felt I feel like Seattle is built for this game. They run the ball. They have an incredible defense. Saints have a good defense too, but I don't feel like. Um, you know, they're more about rushing the passer, good in coverage, that kind of thing. So um, I, I think this is just um, a game that is the Saints aren't really built to win. Um, you know, if, if, if the weather cooperates and there's not a bunch of precipitation and, um, you know, they can take the crowd out of it early. I mean, I, I'm certainly not saying they're not capable of winning, um, but I'm going to pick I'm going to pick Seattle and a similar score to Dave. Um, I'll say 23-20 for the Seahawks, um, with the Saints maybe making a little bit of a run late. Um, but um, I guess I guess I need to pick my most hated. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Pete Carroll, who um, at the end of the game will make some ridiculous celebration and kind of you know have his oh. strut, um, wearing in exceedingly cold temperatures a long sleeve t-shirt that is exceedingly too tight on his body um, and make me want to throw a brick through my television. And he'll probably have bought it on alexjones.com. Yes. (laughs) I don't even know what that is. (laughs) Kevin got it. That was for Kevin. That was for held. Adam Jones, he's, he's, he's the, preeminent conspiracy Alex Jones Alex Jones he is the preeminent conspiracy person in the world if you if you have an event in history he has a conspiracy for it 
And it all traces back to the government. It's it always the government. Illuminati, it's black helicopters coming for your baby. It's all of it. Um, uh, so, um, <laughs> I'm, com- I'm completely lost. Kevin, your prediction on the game. 24-20 Saints. Uh, I say... I'm gonna say here's here's something I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Drew Brees throws for under 200 yards. I'm gonna say Russell Wilson throws for under 200 yards. And Bang. this game's gonna be one. Take that to the bank. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say that the Saints combine for over 200 rushing yards. Whoa. Uh, and I let's see my BFF. Don't tell me you're gonna say Mark Ingram. <laughs> Booyah. No, you know what? I've been on a uh, look. Lance Moore didn't do it, even though I thought Lance it would be Lance Moore's time. But I'm going to keep this tradition going, and I'm going to say Corey White does it, it either causes a turnover or gets a, cl- a key interception late in the game. I'm going to say Corey White. I am going to and. and- Granted, I've been horrible at predicting Saints games, although I've been good against the spread. I know. I, I can't believe you didn't pick Keontae Dawson last week. Seriously. Who I, didn't see that coming? I know. I, uh, I've i been pretty good <laughs> against the spread with the Saints, but not picking the winner of the game. But uh, I'm going to say – I'm going to say it's going to be 16 to 14 Saints, and the weather conditions are going to be beyond shitty – and the Saints are going to win anyway. And John Gruden is going to have the following. He's going to say the following about Hakeem Nicks. He's going to say, this guy, Hakeem Hicks, he played in Canada, Mike. That's like a different country. He is a Gruden grinder. <laughs> and Hicks is going to have three and a half sacks. And on Tuesday, America is going to go, holy fucking shit, that Saints defense is good. They won in a fucking monsoon. How is anybody going to beat them in the dome? And that's going to be the score. 16. But will, but will it be as awesome as you mispronouncing Hakeem Hicks three consecutive times while making that prediction? No, it won't be. <laughs> and I, 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 I remain undefeated at pronouncing names. I am Buddy D. If Buddy D and Half Glotty had a love child, it would have been me. <laughs> so uh dave what do you have Canals chronicles this week i have no idea there's nothing in the queue so it's going to be this podcast and uh no 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 idea what else is coming up it is, is uh uptown murph writing for you again yet he is not he has not come back well then i'm not reading <laughs> uh and uh and of course john oliver is going to have his song i'll have to mention that again I don't know what he's going to come up with Seattle. I can't think of any songs that have Seattle in the in the title. Maybe it'll be like Pearl Jam or Nirvana or something. <laughs> Andrew, you have you have your grades and they're no they're no fun if you don't sneak in a grade that's terrible that I can yell at you for. <laughs> you keep telling me this every week and you've yet to disagree with anything I've graded. I know, it's no fun, goddamn it. Can't you just drop like like Jimmy Graham like give him a a C plus and tell him say his inline blocking is terrible. Maybe you, maybe we should just all agree that my grades just aren't that fun. No. So uh, what do you have on, on uh, Saints Nation this week? 
Yeah, I, nothing. I, I don't really know. I, I mean, I guess I'm going to kind of have to wing it. Um, the whole uh, Thursday night Falcons thing kind of screwed me up um, <laughs> yeah. because now you, there's a wide open week. I'm sure Dave is dealing with similar issues. Yeah, um, there's sure. a lot more pulling out of your ass um, <laughs> technique as a blogger that needs to be um, used this week because, you know, during the season, you kind of have like your Monday post game, Tuesday grades or, you know, early in the week you have the podcast. Um, but, uh, you know, it's kind of it's kind of uh, been thrown. A wrench has been thrown in that this week. So um, I want to thank the NFL, the schedule makers for making my life complicated. And uh, but I'm sure I'll come up with some decent content for all you fuckers to read. And Kevin, are you gonna have a power rankings before 2014? Uh, we'll see. I'm I'm in a pretty I've actually been in a pretty jovial mood since finding out that the, the Saints Carolina game got uh, bumped to prime time. So that now yes, frees sir. me up to go. That now frees me up to go to a uh, uh, wrestling seminar during the day. Oh, uh, what are they? What wrestling seminar, Kevin? What do they teach at a wrestling seminar? <laughs> Ring psychology. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I just, ring, no, I'm, I'm serious. Like ring psychology. I know you are. Uh, that's, what's that? Certain, about? you know, some moves. Are, are you guys going to be? I'm going to be at the Carolina game. You guys going? Of course, I'm going. Ralph, are you going to be there? I am going to be there. We'll have to meet okay. up. So a uh, uh, pregame beer in the, uh, in the Champion Square. Champion Square. Down. Yeah. You know, we, we should uh, we should have some uh, some fans, some 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 of the podcast listeners meet us for a beer. We if should. any of you meet us in Champion Square um, before the game and uh, recognize us, come find us and I will buy you a beer. Exactly. That? So that's on. So a lot I'm of hoping people come so Andrew goes broke. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> And while we're having beer, Kevin will be learning how to suplex someone. I already know how to suplex somebody. Yeah, but like the semi. <laughs> he'll, he'll be, he'll be a joke about he'll the rest. Doing the finer points, Ralph, of, of mind games. Yeah, yeah. He'll learn yeah. Hey, to... hey, look, man, you don't, you don't, you don't wake up and you're Ric Flair. You, you gotta, you gotta work at it. Woo! Right. <laughs> it's not just, it's not just. It's not just chops in the corner and saying woo. There's there's a there's a lot of presentation. There's ways yeah, no, of saying things. Pretty much pretty much just hanging out in the corner going woo. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, you I feel like you know, Carol actually has the uh, the Ric Flair strut going. Just put on a hat and become Jimmy Hart. Yeah. <laughs> a, a hat? Doesn't he wear a cowboy hat, Jimmy Hart? No. <laughs> I got my wrestling. Are you thinking of Ted DiBiase? Ted DiBiase. Ted DiBiase or, never wore a fucking cowboy what about, hat. Can I just put a snake in a bag and be Jake the Snake Roberts? That would be great, actually. Yeah. How, how bad are the Redskins, by the way? My God, why couldn't we play them this year instead of last year? Yeah, that, the the Redskins are the the funny thing about the Redskins—they're atrocious and they don't even have a number one pick next year. So the Rams oh. are going to have a top five pick probably. So, fantastic. Good times for Kevin. So, uh, all right. So <laughs> give us an give us an update on the on the dollar. Oh the yeah, we, you've you've only got till the end of the month, people, to get in the raffle. You you donate a dollar, and you can have Kevin. Donate a dollar. 
insult, a family member, a friend, your wife, an ex-wife, an ex-girlfriend, an ex-boyfriend. Uh, One of your kids. He'll insult them for not being a Saints fan. Uh, but you got to donate a dollar to enter. So go to the website, donate a dollar. Um, What's the website? Tell them the website. The website is uh, – You're terrible at promoting. Uh, go there and donate. We had two people donate today, uh, you know, so we thank you for doing that uh, to everyone that's been donating. We we always appreciate it, um, you know, we're because, we, you know, people want to hear Kevin wash his hands in crystal clear audio. That money will go into buying the beer for somebody at Ex- Champion Square. Exactly. Who don't who donated? Uh. He's he's bitter one, bitter. Oh, I know him. Oh, I love that guy. And then spelled yeah. out on Twitter. Yeah, um, bitter one is a good follow. I, I recommend. He he donated. Um, because he he, in, he likes to troll uh, opposing fans too. He, yeah. he's a good one. He's good. He's he's not like a troll master like the angry Hoodat, but he's pretty good. But, yeah, I agree. I mean, the, the angry hoot I just he trolls and he just does not give a fuck. Which, oh yeah, he he takes it to a whole new level. Yeah, like he'll go, like most people will troll to a certain point, but the angry hoot I just he just takes it. He, he's like I don't even know like all world or whatever trolling, pissing off opposing fans, whatever the Hall of Fame for that is. He is a member. Oh, and- he's the standard. He's the standard of excellence. He's the standard. Yeah. So. He, he's the goose that laid the golden egg. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, bitter one and who else? Uh, someone named Denise donated. She donated five dollars. Well, oh, thanks, baller. Denise. Nice. So. Um, hey, we got female nice. listeners. We do. We do. Yeah, we got female listeners. People actually love us. What's people going on do. here? They love. They they. What kind of big deal? They love us. People. People. They. They. Whenever they. They. They donate. They're like, yeah, you're. You're. Uh, I listen to you on my morning drive, or I listen to you taking a dump. <laughs> you know. Uh, so, whatever, 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 whatever gets you through the night. So. It's funny because it's true. It's, it's an honor that we can share your dumping experience with you. Exactly. So, <laughs> I forget to wipe. So me and Held may or may not have a post game show depending on if we get approved for uh, for uh, pod uh, blog talk radio through SB Nation's new program. So we may have a we may have a big fun post game show post Seattle uh, depending, but we'll let you know. Of course. So. I guess on that note, for our fearless leader, Dave, for Andrew, uh, and for Kevin, uh, <laughs> uh, until uh, next Monday, uh, be safe. Die, Pete Carroll, die. Ooh, a flush. That was extra special. <laughs> Is that for the Seattle game?